0: Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of dating will be the death of me we are fully into season three now if you haven't had a chance to listen to the premiere of season three definitely go listen to that it's called la gozadera um if you don't know spanish and you don't know what that means then you have to listen to it i had my friend felix on um felix is from puerto rico so he gave us a little spanish word of the day but we just kind of talk about how we met and kind of our story. And um, by the time you guys hear this, we will have gone to our Bad Bunny concert together, have had the whole day of just having a lot of fun. So definitely go listen to that. Today, I just kind of wanted to like fill everyone in. I was in Europe for a little bit, and I just feel like so much happened in the, you know, eight days that I, w- or yeah, like eight, nine days that I was away. Both on the trip, people like showing up out of nowhere um, from the past, and uh, just a few, a few kind of fails um, in dating and everything. So, I have a lot of really awesome episodes coming up, but I'm going to slip this one in here because it is like not time sensitive, but all this stuff just happened and I wanted to share it while it's all fresh in my brain. But yeah, so I did a tour. To, we started in London, we went to Paris, a few other towns in France, we went to Bordeaux, and then um, St. John de Luce, which is like a cool little beach town, before we made it our way to Spain. We went to San Sebastian, we stopped in Zaragoza, and then we ended up in Barcelona. So it was a lot of, you know, being on the go, going from place to place, but we had such a fun group. And I don't know if I would do, it's through the tour group called Contiki. I don't know if I would do another Contiki tour, but I'm happy I did it. And I'm happy that I was able to meet so many cool people because there were our group, our bus um, was basically full. There were 52 of us and right off the bat, like we were like, oh, we're definitely, and I went with my, my best friend, Casey. We thought it was gonna be, you know, like a mix of people from everywhere and like all ages. Cause with Kentucky it's for people 18 to 35. So we figured there'd be a range and, and people from all over, but no joke, probably 35 out of the 50 were from Australia. And I start, you know, asking people's age and name the first day. And the first girl I ask is like, oh yeah, no, I'm 26. I'm she actually had the same name as me. I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. You know, a little bit younger. I'm 29. All good. And then the next girl I ask is like, I'm 18. I'm like, oh my God, you're 18. That's crazy. Like you just graduated high school. I teach high schoolers. And the next girl, well, I'm 19. I'm 19. I'm 20. I'm 22. I'm like, oh my God, am I the oldest person on this tour group? And I was starting to like, it was not, you know, I was just being dramatic, but I was like, fuck, I didn't think I was old, but I'm going to try to have to hang out with a bunch of kids who can go hard. Like I can't hang like I used to. We were talking yesterday, like a hangover now, you need at least two days to recover. I'm only on the trip for eight days, so I don't have time to spend hungover. So yeah, I was just like, oh my God, I need to find someone who's older than me. And I did end up finding there was like a 30 year old, a 32 year old, and then a 35 year old. But the people that I met were just so awesome. Australians are so fun like they go hard i learned a lot of australian lingo um but yeah really just gravitated to surprisingly like a lot of the younger people like two of probably my best friends that i made from the trip were an 18 year old and a 22 year old and then the other amanda was also um you know like kind of in between 26 years old so if you are someone who loves to travel and maybe want to travel solo that's a great option. Like most of the people on the trip are solo travelers because you're on a bus, you're in hostels with people. So, you know, it can be tough. You have to be, I think you have to be extroverted to enjoy something like that because you are always around people. It's really hard to find time to be alone, but obviously like there were some people on the trip who you know, weren't down with the partying or going out, and, and they definitely were able to still have a great time and just kind of like on, in a more low key way. But yeah, if you're a big traveler, if you want to solo travel, or if you want to just have a nice, nice, easy way to meet people while you're traveling, I would suggest a sort of tour group like that. But um, it was funny. So in addition to realizing like, holy shit, like, I'm old compared to all these people holy shit, there's so many people from Australia. I've never been around that many Australians. We also were, all the girls are kind of looking around and we're like, wait, there's like 10 boys. So the ratio was just way off. It was like 40 girls to 10 boys. But honestly, none of them even like sparked my interest because they were literally children. But um, it was just such a good group. Everyone had a great time. There was a lot of like intergroup extracurricular activities but no one seemed to be like caught up in any drama and i think everyone just had a really good time so if you saw my poll when i got home from europe i asked do you think that i kissed a boy while i was there i did not unfortunately i'm sorry i feel like i disappointed some of you that i told when i got back Um, one of my friends said that she wanted me to have another california boo story but i do not unfortunately we went out a few times the the first time we went out was actually i had no clue that this was even like something that was gonna be on the trip when we were in paris we went to the moulin rouge and if you don't know what the moulin rouge is like google it real quick because i was like shocked like pleasantly surprised but the way that our tour guide kind of like sold it to us because it was like an add-on for the trip she's like so there's gonna like it's there's titties, but it's like a classy, classy titty, and I was like, oh my god, that's hilarious! Like, what is, what does she mean? And if you know what the Moulin Rouge is, you know that there are a lot of titties, and they are classy. Like, it's not sexualized. It's just like girls dancing with their shirts off, and um, it was. I mean, it was such a cool show, but coming back, I was like, damn, didn't see any dicks, but I saw a lot of titties. But um, that it was such a good good time we went out after that night and we had been drinking wine champagne all night like everyone was feeling good and the place we went the again my tour guide was like yeah we'll go next door to O'Sullivan's after the Moulin Rouge and I was like oh yeah O'Sullivan's like that's definitely gonna be cool right up my alley I love Irish bars Um, we walk in it's a full-on club and it is packed so kind of our group goes towards the front of the dance floor um, over by the bar to be able to get drinks and every guy in there was just like on a mission and it was so unattractive this guy came up to me we were kind of talking and the whole time we were talking i'm like oh my god his breast milk so bad so like instantly i was like not really into it he was trying to like dance and like make out or whatever i was not having it and then i kind of turned around and there was another boy and i was like oh he's cute so i like talked to him for a little bit but i was also like eh Oh, I think I asked him to buy him, asked me, asked him to buy me a drink. And then the other dude came up. So now I'm here in between these two guys, none of, neither of which I'm not into, but I would like, I guess I would choose a second guy, but then they kind of started talking to each other, like shooting the shit. I'm like, "Mm, this is weird. I think I'm just going to go. So I I had opportunities. There was one guy in Barcelona that I spoke with at um, the bar that we were at. And actually it was a really cool cool bar. It was called the Dow Jones. And the way it was set up was all of the drinks were shown like almost like stocks. So, you know, if there was a, a beer that everyone kept buying, the price of that beer would go up. And then if there was a drink that no one was buying, the price of that drink would go down, like the stock market, right? If something, if there's a really popular stock, it's more expensive to buy shares. But if no one's buying a certain stock, the price of the stock would go down. So like supply and demand, it was really cool. Like every hour or so, there was a market crash where every drink would be at its lowest uh, lowest amount and everyone would rush the bar and try to get their cheap drinks. It was really cool. Um, But I was talking to someone there and I was feeling good. Like I didn't really go hard until that last night because I knew I didn't have to fly out until later that night. I could sleep in, I could just kind of do whatever I wanted that day. So I was doing shots. I was doing, I did a shot that the bar called the bear fucker. And I was like, Oh, like what's in that? And the bartender was like, uh, it's tequila and Jameson. And I was like, uh, excuse me. That sounds absolutely disgusting, but it's cheap. So I'll get it. So I, I did a shot of that. I was doing shots with people because it was my last day with them. And I was, you know, celebrating, what a good time we had. Um but yeah, I was talking to this guy and he was so cute. He was so my type. But then he had a girlfriend and I hate myself because I literally I was like a little drunk and I was like, "Oh, she doesn't have to know. Like we can just kiss." And then he's like, "Oh, no, no, I'm not like that." I'm like, "I'm not like that either." I don't know why I said that. <laughs> but um yeah, other than that and you know, like all like I said all the boys on the trip are like young. So I'm not pressed about it. I don't need to a European boo, unless I go move there, which is feeling, I would love to live there. I didn't want to leave. It's just a totally different vibe. People like enjoy life rather than trying to work all the time. So yeah, kind of, it kind of made me rethink how I live my life. And and I kind of want to, you know, focus more on enjoying things and like just taking, taking it slow and taking it easy rather than being in a rush all the time. But yeah, so Unfortunately, I cannot tell you any crazy hookup stories from Europe, but maybe I'll have some of my friends that were on the trip on because they, there were some stories um, and I would love to have any of them come on. Um, It would just be obviously a little difficult with my friends from Australia trying to find a time that works, but they're still on the trip. They're still going strong. They are doing 25 days on this specific trip and then a bunch of them are going to stay in Europe and keep traveling. And it was kind of, I felt bad for so many, because for them, it's like a whole process to get there. It's like they fly from Australia to Singapore, then to Dubai, then to finally get to London or even like more connecting flights than that. So it takes them a whole day to get there. And they asked me and my friend and we're like, Oh yeah, it took us like six hours. Oh my God. So I understand. I, I was like, damn, like, how can you travel for that long? But if it takes you that long to get there, then, you know, you might as well make the most of it and, and stay for a while. So I, uh, I'm waiting to hear some drama, but everything's been pretty low key for them, which is or not low key, but like in terms of drama, there hasn't really been any, which is good. But, uh, yeah. So while I was on the trip, I was talking to two guys that I had met one of them the day before actually I left for Europe and another one that I hadn't met, but we had plans to meet up when I got back. So that definitely wasn't like stopping me from, you know, pursuing anything when I was in Europe, but we did keep in touch. The guy that I had met before when we went on our date, I was like, oh my God, finally a normal date. Like it was so enjoyable. I had planned on only staying for one drink, one drink turned into four. And it was just really easy conversation. He was funny. He was a little dorky. He was cute. And he was like, I can't wait until you get back. And throughout the trip, he was like, yeah, no, like I really am excited. I don't want to mess things up with you. So sorry if I'm not like responding a lot. Like I just want you to have fun while you're there, but don't want to mess anything up. So I was really excited. We were going to hang out the weekend that I got back. Like I got back on a Friday. We were going to hang out on Sunday. I also was talking to a guy who's a firefighter, Um, he, we hadn't met before, but, you know, conversation was really good. I had a a downtime for like a few hours when I was in San Sebastian, so I was like, oh, you know, want to FaceTime so I at least know that you're like normal. And we talked on the phone for a little bit, and I was like, oh, this is promising for sure. In the meantime, as I'm just enjoying my European life, I get a text from a number that I didn't know. And it was like, hey, how are you doing? So I responded, I was like, hey, I'm good. Like, sorry, who's this? And the way that this boy responded, wait, let me get my phone. Yeah, so I said, hey, who's this? And he said, LOL, must've gotten deleted. And I said, oh, and he said, Ryan though. I said, Ryan, who? And he said, LOL, we matched on Bumble, got to texting, didn't get anywhere. Then you swiped on me again because you probably forgot we spoke before. So you're just wasting your time, clearly. I just said, oh, I, and he said, I see why you're still in the app looking for a relationship, dot, 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 wrong place to be. So I lied. I said, actually, I have a boyfriend. So clearly I'm not wasting my time, but thanks. And then he responds, damn, that was fast. I was just talking to you last week. I'm not missing anything. Like, fuck off. Also, I don't remember talking to you last week. So clearly you weren't worth my time. Like I literally, he said, Ryan, I'm like, I don't know, a Ryan. So fuck that guy it was literally happening i was like telling the people around me we were in the hostel just hanging out and i was telling my friends like as it was happening and they're like what the fuck is wrong with this guy so i tried to send him like a sassy like you know take your insecure little like boyish ass somewhere else but then he blocked my number so he didn't get it but i can just pretend he he heard my response because I don't know. I don't know why guys think that that is a good or appropriate way to respond. Like, I don't see everyone's number. And if I don't hear from you for a while, like, I just delete your number. Like, I don't know. it For some reason, like, it bothers me to have random people's numbers saved in my contact. Like, I really only have people that I talk to in there. But yeah, so that happened. And then enjoy the rest of the trip, having a great time. And I get back. So I ended up going out with the second guy I mentioned who I hadn't met. He's a firefighter, um, was very much my type. Like the conversation went well. We FaceTimed, it went well. So we decided, or he had invited me to get brunch. And I was like, oh, perfect. Yeah. But like make it around noon because I'm going to be tired. Then I get a text around 10.00. And it's the whole, oh, you're going to hate me text. And I'm like, oh, my God, is this motherfucker literally canceling on plans that he made? So he said that he got, like, asked to do the day shift, like, stay on and and do work. I'm like, honestly, okay, whatever. And he was like, we can still do dinner. I was like, fine. So we end up doing dinner. And when I tell you it was, like, the most boring date ever, like, it was just, there was no connection. He was so awkward, like there was something about him where I'm like, you just seem a little off. So I grabbed a wine. He just had Coke. Then when the waiter came over to kind of like finish everything up, he's like, Oh, like anything else? Or can I bring the check? And then he like points at my wine glass and goes like, Oh you yeah, know, well, she'll have another one. And I was like, mm, "Will I, I don't think. Mm, oh, okay. I sure. Whatever. And it was just so awkward. I don't know. I feel like the waiter kind of picked up on the fact that it was awkward. So I didn't even finish that second glass of wine. And, you know, we were there for less than an hour and a half, which for me is like such a bad sign. Like a good date for me usually lasts at least three hours if it doesn't become like a a marathon date where it goes for almost a day. But it was an hour and a half. Like I was in my car ready to go in under an hour and a half from when I got there, which is not a good sign. And yeah, I don't know if it was, like, we were tired, but I think he's just, like, an awkward dude, and I wasn't feeling it, and also in my head, I'm, like, I'm excited to see that other guy, the guy that I had met, so maybe, you know, I was just more excited about that in general, because he had texted me the night before, the guy I had met, and was, like, hey, like, I'm drinking with my sister, and, like, just telling her about you, like, I don't want to mess things up with you, I really do like you, I was, like, oh, nice, awesome, love that, so later that night, I get home after the the boring date, And I get a call from the other guy. His name's Joe. So Joe calls me and he's like, just saying, hey, like I'm driving home from work. So I figured I'd call. I'm like, oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Like my trip was awesome. I'm just so exhausted, but I'm excited to see you tomorrow. Um, He said, we want to get breakfast. I said, yeah, sure. And then out of nowhere he goes, so I don't know. Like I just feel like you're holding something back. And I was like, what, what do you mean? And he said, yeah, I don't know like just you're not like being your your true self or like you're just hiding something. And I was so thrilled. I was like what do you mean I'm hiding something? I I literally said I was like I don't change myself for anyone. Like this is me. I don't know what you think I would be hiding. And then it got kind of it got super awkward because I was like what the fuck you like cuz literally you don't know me. You've met me once. So you're going to try to tell me that I'm not being myself? So I got, like, defensive. I was kind of insulted. I'm like, what What do you think I'm hiding? Also, yeah, like, I'm not holding things back, but there's a lot you don't know about me. So that's called, like, getting to know someone. It comes slowly. Like, I'm not going to vomit everything about myself all at once. So he's like, oh, I just got home. Like, I'll just text you. I was like, okay, weirdo. So I, I still wanted to to see him the next day. But I just, I said, hey, like, that was kind of weird. Can you talk again? And he said, I'd rather just get some sleep. I'll talk to you tomorrow. And I said, well, are we still meeting up or no? And then he responds, I'm just thrown off. I called you to hear your voice and talk, but your response to how I felt was a little demeaning. I was only trying to convey an emotion and it felt like I was shut down. So I responded, you told me I'm hiding who I really am, dot, dot, dot. How am I supposed to feel about that? It's honestly insulting because I've been very much me because I feel like we connected when we met. This homeboy told me it was demeaning that I was responding to him telling me I wasn't being myself. Then he responds, I truly believe there is a connection, but I also feel like you're holding back. It's not an unreasonable thing to think. I'm sharing how I feel, and I'm sorry if it offended you, but it it's how I feel, and the way you responded was disheartening. You can't tell me that my, I should respect your feelings when you're telling me something about me and you don't know me. So I just said, I don't know what to tell you. I told you I'm not, but you can think whatever you want. I think it's just best to say goodbye because I don't need someone telling me that when I'm saying I'm being me, it's demeaning and disheartening. Best of luck. Then he hits me with the, I'm expressing how I feel and that's an issue. I was taught to say what's on my mind and you don't like it. If that's how you feel, then I apologize. And if you'd rather cut your losses than I understand. So I said, you're telling me I'm not being authentic. I've been very much myself and was excited to see you, but this is all weird and too much. Good luck. Then he called me again and I literally was like, what? He's like, I just, I mean, this is so weird. I'm like, yeah, it is fucking weird. Like you don't know me, bro. You literally don't know me. Why are you telling me that I'm not being me? And he's like, no, it's just, I mean, it's just how I feel. I'm like, you told me I was being demeaning by responding to what you said. He said, I didn't I didn't say demeaning. Like, I have your text. And you literally said demeaning, and then later you said disheartening. It's weird. It's a lot for me. Like you're way, you're clearly way too sensitive. And like it's okay to be sensitive, but this is sensitive in a weird, fucking, like gaslighty way. So it was just like it was wild. And I was like, this is what I get for being fucking excited about someone. I'm usually I get excited about them before I even meet them. At least this time I met him, like Why wouldn't I be excited? The date went well. He seemed normal. Conversation after that was good. He seemed like he wanted kind of like to see where this goes and like actually wanted something legitimate. And then he pulls this shit. So it was gaslighting. It was very like self-sabotaging. And I'm like, if you had just like waited to see more about who I am and like learn about me like a normal person would do. Then this would be fine. We could have hung out. We could have seen where seen where it went, but it was just so fucking weird. And I was like, I just hated the whole like. I was told to say how I feel, say how you feel, but don't tell me about me. You don't know me. It was it was wild. It was very bizarre. So, yeah. As of now, there is no one that I'm interested in. I fucking hate everyone. No, I'm just joking. But it yeah, I'm I'm trying to like re rethink things. It's kind of take the European way of thinking and just like go with the flow and let, let, let things happen and really just care about my happiness and my health, my mental health. So we'll see. I don't know. But I just, I wanted to share kind of all those stories because it, you know, it just fresh in my brain, the annoyance with that last kid is clearly still in my voice. So Yeah, I just wanted to to let you guys know that and give you the sad news that I did not kiss any European boys, but there's always next time. So yeah, definitely stay tuned. Like I said, I have a lot of really awesome guests coming up. Um, My next episode will be with one of the authors, well, the creator, but also one of the authors for the blog, um, 20 something. Um, So I'll well, listen to that episode, and, and you'll find out a lot more about um, Chica. She is really awesome. I love the conversation that I had with her, and you'll you'll find out how to sign up for the newsletter that she writes, um, and her brand, and all about that. After that episode, we will be hearing about another love bomb experience that I had because you know clearly I can't learn a lesson, um, and then I'm so excited about my mid-season episode um, where my friend's coworker comes on and we just kind of talk about life and kind of watch as he learns something about himself throughout the episode. That one is gonna be a good one. It's hilarious, like I had such a good time. Like my friend gets involved, like she's talking even though she said she didn't want to. Um, Yeah, so that's that's what I have coming up for you guys. I hope you enjoyed my stories. Like I said, I'm a, I apologize if I disappointed anyone with not kissing a boy in Europe, but maybe I'll, maybe I'll find a boy here and that will make my life easier. Honestly, I'm surprised I didn't find someone I actually really liked over there to make my life more difficult, but yeah. So stay tuned, keep listening, keep supporting. I, I love all of your support. I, as always, love connecting with other podcasters love connecting with you guys. Um, If you don't follow me already, follow me on Instagram at dating will be the death of me. You can follow me on Twitter at dating death of me. And just, you know, stay tuned, go there for updates and and fun polls, reactions. I post a lot of my messages from people on dating apps or, you know, texts berating me from guys that I don't remember. Uh, So if you want more of that, follow me. All right, guys. Be well, be safe, and I will talk to you next time. Bye.